This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you want to get this started? Let's do it. All right, Scotty, I got one for you. Tell me one, Kurt. Solar-powered robot wolves set to help Japanese farmers. <laughs> yep. Bananas. That is bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. I am uh, your co-host, Kurt Brownoller. And I am the other co-host, Scotty Landis. Today, we have a special guest, y'all. We're going to get right into it because we also have a ton of great news stories. Thank you, everybody, sending in just literally hundreds upon hundreds of weird news stories. We appreciate it. Our guest is an actor. You've seen her in things like Pretty Little Liars, Insatiable, The Carrie Diaries, and I got to say, she's also a recent graduate from Columbia University, which I have some questions about. <laughs> and this is top secret info. She's Ooh. an excellent interior designer, which a lot of people don't know about. Not professional, but could be professional. My good friend, Chloe Bridges. Thanks for having me, Scotty. Welcome. Welcome, Chloe. So you did graduate from Columbia this during this great choir. I did. Just a couple weeks ago, I finished my very last class. Okay. Knock on wood. I'm, I'm like having weird paranoia where I'm scared they're going to like contact me and be like, just kidding, you didn't finish these credits. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I had that. I, did, I never checked to see if I was graduating. And I had a, like, ma- like an anxiety attack on the day to pick up the cap and gown. I walked into the bookstore wherever you did it, and it wasn't until the moment that they were like, can I see your student ID, and I handed them, that all of a sudden I went, oh my God, I don't know if I'm graduating. And then I was on the list, and they gave me my cap and gown. But I had never checked my credits. I just took a bunch of classes and was like, <laughs> I'll get there. And it freaked me out. So, yeah. Chloe, how did, how did graduation go? Like, what was the event? So that's the other thing that made it feel even weirder because I had to graduate before I had actually finished my classes because graduation's only in May, but I wasn't done yet. So I was like, it's either do it this May a few months ago or wait until the following May, which I was like, that's just too long. This is ridiculous. So I did the whole quarantine graduation, which was extremely boring. I mean, I yeah. was like, why did I even wake up for this? This is so weird. You're just watching like someone you've never heard heard of or seen before speak to give like a speech and you're just in your living room at 8 a.m because with the time change too it's like it's an 11 a.m graduation but i'm on the west coast and it's in new york so i'm just half asleep watching watching my computer you know what it's not that different 
from a real graduation. They are boring as fuck. Well, then great. I'm glad I got the full experience and didn't even know it. Did they send you a cap and gown? Do they put your picture on screen? Like, what is a virtual graduation these days? Yeah, you you had to, like, basically order your cap and gown in advance, take a photo in it, and if you wanted to be shown, submit your photo. Okay. Which is so <laughs> Not a weird. Just, just a photo. It's just a photo of you. Pops up, and then we all did it, thinking like, "Oh, they'll definitely do a slideshow," and they didn't. They just said, "Um, everyone's up on the website if you want to check." And then you have huh? to go on the website and look at yourself, and I'm like, "Well, this, I tr- this truly wasn't worth it." At least with a slideshow, yeah. you wait, and you you like wait for yourself, and maybe you'll see a friend or two, but yeah. Why would I want to just go on the website and look at a photo of myself? No, I can do that don't. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you don't. That's like classmates.com shit. Everybody's yeah. like, is that still a site? We, My friends and I were running so late for our graduation, um, and it was huge. It was the whole university. It wasn't by department. Um that we hitchhiked. And so I rode in the back of a pickup truck with a few of my friends to our football stadium. And then my good buddy Skip didn't get a cap. They ran out of caps. So he folded the program into a paper hat. And then they didn't have a gold tassel. I know. Uh, you know, for five years of school, all that tuition. Yeah. And then he just gets a paper hat. And then so we were like, well, let's go in last. We like avoided our school. And so Skip gets a... Um, we were like communication and he got a pink tassel, which was a, either like dance or nursing. It was like something okay. to, you know, you get it. Some significance. And yeah. But uh, so we walk in and we were like, let's be the last one. So whatever the graduating class was, I w- maybe 8,000 people. I have no idea. We were the last like seven to walk through and we didn't sit down. We just put our hands in the air and just waved to the masses. <laughs> And then we kept doing running jump high fives so many times that they put us on the cover of the Boston Globe. <laughs> because we, this guy that we didn't know that well, I think his name was Felix, just took a sign from one of the departments and started waving it over his head like, I don't know, like Braveheart That's or something. That's amazing. Yeah. And then I didn't hear one speech, had no idea when we were announced. So Kurt is right. Totally boring, but we okay. just did jumping high fives for 45 minutes instead. <laughs> I mean, Ellie, that's very cool. I'm glad you got some press fun. out of it, too. Yeah, it's always Guys, about press. You want to hear? You want to hear something that's more exciting than graduating or ceremonies? Yes. Graduating's exciting. Exciting. Graduation ceremonies are boring. So this is, uh, yes, solar-powered robot wolves set to help Japanese farmers. Uh, that is the that's the that's the sun. First off, okay. thank you very much to Disney Dependent for sending this in. Mm. Uh, I don't know what that name means. I don't know if they're dependent upon Disney or if their parent is Disney and they are a dependent of Disney. I'm not sure, but uh, thank it. you so much for sending it in. Uh, this was the title from the Sun: okay. uh, Solar Powered Robot Wolf Set to Help Japanese Farmers Scare Away Wild Boars, but. Surprise, surprise, The Sun doesn't have as good an article as BBC. BBC is, <laughs> but, the, but the title isn't as great. It's kind of great. Super Monster Wolf, A Success in Japan Farming Trials. Uh, wow. Yes, so here it is. A robot okay. wolf designed, okay, so this is from the BBC. This is written by, it's called By News From Elsewhere. Oh, I love him. By BBC Monitoring. Okay. 
Uh, sounds like a robot put it together. A robot wolf a robot designed wolf. to protect farms has proved to be a, such a success in trials that is going into mass production next month. The quote super monster wolf is mm-hmm. a 65 <laughs> centimeter long, 50 centimeter tall robot animal covered with realistic looking fur featuring huge white fangs and flashing red eyes, Asahi Fun. Television reports. Uh, it's been designed to keep wild boar away from rice and chestnut crops and was deployed on a trial basis near Kizaratsu City in Japan's eastern Chiba pre- Prefecture uh, last July. When it detects an approaching animal, its eyes okay. light up and it starts to howl, Asahi TV okay. says. The manufacturers say the robot wolf uses solar rechargeable batteries and has a range of howl noises so that animals' <laughs> threats don't get used to it. Uh, yeah, cool. I'm going to put a picture up on the Instagram of it. It is fucking terrifying looking. Its eyes glow bright red like a okay. demon wolf. Like a normal and it, wolf. And it looks like, the face looks like like a Halloween mask of a wolf. It doesn't look like a wolf yeah. in any real way. It's okay. just like a Halloween mask with like glowing red eyes. Uh, but it is terrifying. But it really, really works. Um, they said it has an effective radius of about one kilometer, suggesting mm-hmm. it's more effective than an electric fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, beforehand, farmers around Kiratsu were giving were resigned to giving up at least part of their crops to wild boars every year. Not now me. there's been a noticeable decrease. Who knew that wild boars love chestnuts? Who huh. knew? I didn't yeah. know. I, I they eat no everything idea. though. They uh, they like. That's so weird. And they're super aggressive, and they're pretty smart, and they're fast, and they breed like crazy. It's Wild uh, boars? Yeah. And they love getting naked men's laptops in Germany. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we had a lot know. of people. There was a story, Chloe, about this, uh, like, a nudist planta- a nudist colony, and okay. a, a boar just runs over and hooks this guy's bag, and it had his laptop in it, and then just runs away. And then this naked, <laughs> giant, German, <pretty laughs> large man chases him fully nude. Um, thanks. Everybody sent that in. But they're like, Chloe's from Louisiana. They have Nutria there. Did you ever see Nutria growing up? Ooh. No, we did go on one field trip once to the swamp. There were a lot of swamp field trips. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And we were supposed to be like learning about the wildlife. And I guess maybe I saw Nutria. Maybe I just pretended to, you know, when you're on a field trip, you're not really paying attention. So Nutria is like a giant, giant rat, right? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I didn't learn a lot that day, but the message I got was <laughs> definitely they're not good and they mess things up. We do not like them. <laughs> yeah, they they breed super quick. They're invasive. But also it's cool that like regions, I mean, it's obvious, but it's cool that regions have regional field trips. Like, Kurt, where did you go in high school? Where was like every year they were like, put them in the bus? Washington, D.C. Me too. Yep. Makes sense. I've been, it was an am- I've been it was so amazing. many times I could give tours in the Air and Space Museum and the Smithsonian. And um, everybody wanted to go with the rich kids' moms because they would buy everybody astronaut ice cream. Astronaut <laughs> ice cream was the fucking most... Uh, it was the only reason to go to the Smithsonian. Yeah, it really was. Is that but like that- Dippin' Dots or is that like actual astronaut ice cream? Who really knows? It's dehydrated yeah. ice cream. Okay. So it's like a... So it tastes very much like ice cream, but it's dry and hard. Okay. But you put it in your mouth and it immediately becomes ice cream. It's pretty fascinating. But apparently hey, it is for, great. made for astronauts. 
But I do like it. I imagine that it's Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Dippin' Dots really called itself the future of ice cream for so long, and now it's just only sold at gas stations. <laughs> yeah. It was a brief. It was the future. It just was a, a brief while. six to eight year future. <laughs> I just thought it was pretty good. It's Where, delicious. Uh, I recently got it. It's delicious. How big was your high school, Chloe? How big was your graduating class? Pretty big. I went to school oh, yeah. in Burbank, which is a suburb of LA for people who don't know. And oh, pretty I big. You went to school in Louisiana. I'm an idiot. I went to school in Louisiana until I was 13, and then I moved to LA. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my Burbank experience was not probably as interesting as my New Orleans experience, but I liked probably it better. I better. Think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did I ever I talk about this? I, I love Louisiana is such a it's one I think the most like weirdo states in the country. Yes. Did I ever talk about this on the about the maybe I'm repeating myself and I, if I am I, I'll I, let you I, know. I apologize. But it was outside of New Orleans. I think I was playing Lafayette. I was driving from New Orleans to Lafayette, and I stopped at a gas station that was not only it was a gas station. The inside you could buy like a katana sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also go next door to the casino. There was a casino yeah. there. And this is like a small gas station. It's yeah. not big. You go next door to a casino, you could gamble, and mm-hmm. then there was a drive through margarita place. Yeah. So you could literally go to a gas station, get gas, gamble, buy a katana, and then drive away with a margarita, or like a daiquiri, just like that you could drink while driving. It's yeah. fucking yeah. an amazing state. I have to say, I've never seen a Katana, but I can testify to every other part of that story is accurate. <laughs> yes. yes. Lots of 7-Elevens that also have a giant casino. And the casino <laughs> is obviously like way nicer than the 7-Eleven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Amazing. wow, they put a lot of money into this little casino next to the gas station. <laughs> or co- literally connected to. It's, it's the same building. It's just that one side of the building is a little nicer than the other it's side. It's cool that gambling is like an impulse buy in Louisiana, too. It's like it's like how at Ikea they weave you through the dollar section before you're at the yeah. registers. In yeah. Louisiana, it's like... You came in to get a Mountain Dew. We know you're going to have a quarter left over. Come come on. Strike gold. Triple sevens. You can do it. Lose Hot it cheer. here. And then get a daiquiri for the road. Oh, and celebrate with a daiquiri. Yeah. And they'll give you an extra <laughs> lid. So if you get pulled over, you put a fresh lid on so it is as if you hadn't drunk it. All these cool laws. Yeah. Um, All right, Scotty, give me another one. I got one, and this is in honor of Chloe graduating. Uh, it's another woman that graduated. Um, here's the headline. This is from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, written by Jim Stingle. I think it's Stingle. S T I N G L. And if that ain't Stingle, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to mingle. I don't. <laughs> you just got stung by the Stingle, uh, Sarah. And this was sent in by S J Nelligan on DMs. So thank you very much, Sarah. Um, yes, her name really is Marijuana Pepsi, but now you can call her Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. So. Yes, uh, I, I, I know this one, and I love Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. Was yes. that a first and last name? That's, yep. That is her birth name. So uh, a few years back, an incoming freshman vowed that she would go on to get her master's degree and then a doctorate. Quote, I'm going to be called Dr. Marijuana Pepsi, she declared. <laughs> Well, she did all that and more, because despite 
maybe having a druggy, sugary name, come on, Jim Stingle, uh, that she was given at birth. She embraced her name and proudly graduated. Uh, he wrote, so Jim wrote an article that went viral years ago about when Marijuana Pepsi got her master's. And then last month, after eight years of studying and commuting, she scored a PhD in higher learning leadership from Cardinal Stritch University in Milwaukee. Pretty amazing. So he caught yeah. back up with her. I know, it's so cool. So she works full time and she's also the greatest lady. Like this okay. article, I had to condense. It's not, she wasn't just born with the greatest name on earth. She's backed it up. So she works full-time at, I guess it's Belwalk College. Maybe it's Beloit College as director of program that serves students who are first-generation enrollees who come from low-income families or have learning or physical disabilities. She's a saint. She also owns Action as Empowerment, which is a performance coaching business that runs retreats and workshops for people looking to change lives. Wow. So I know. She's great. What an impressive woman. Yeah, she's the best. So she went, she got her doctorate. Congratulations to you, Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. Uh, And uh, here's some interesting facts. Marijuana, Miss Dr. Marijuana has never smoked or vaped or ingested her namesake drug. Wow. when she was asked about it, she said, my main concern are the individuals serving time for marijuana-related offenses. Hell yeah. Like to, uh, yeah, exactly. I would like to see all their sentences overturned. These people were locked up for wow. making money from the sale of marijuana. I know. She's so 100%. Dope. Uh, 100%. And now the government has figured out a way to make money for themselves. Uh, and she doesn't drink either. Uh, Dr. Marijuana Pepsi is also a teetotaler. Uh, when anybody urges her to try alcohol as a way to relax, she says, quote, I feel great. I party with drunk people, and you can't tell us apart. <laughs> yeah, so she rules. I like her a lot. She's, she's so cool. Also, uh, I think that her thesis, and correct me if I'm wrong, Scotty, is about the disadvantage given to people with unusual names. And unusual means like non-traditional, right. like, like John and yes. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically she specialized in how... Um, Names that sound black are are treated different from professors and institutions than white sounding names. And yep. as somebody born marijuana Pepsi, um, which honestly doesn't sound like any ethnicity, that just yeah, sounds I wouldn't say. like I've never heard no. the last name Pepsi. No, <laughs> it just sounds like a really nice Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah. and she also doesn't drink Pepsi or any other soda except for an occasional fruity soda drink in an ice cream float. So. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations to Dr. Marijuana Pepsi, one of my favorite all-time names. Yeah, I like this story, too, because it, it, I feel like there's this, when people are named something non-traditional or kind of weird, right. people are like, oh, you're screwing up your kid. Oh, yes. this is a bad idea. Why would you do that? But turns out having yeah. a weird name can actually make you even more driven. It almost That's sounds right. like she's out here achieving all these things because of the name. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's a right. long you time know? ago. Uh, many episodes ago, we had this story from New Zealand where this judge had ruled that, like, all these names, like, there, there was a right. girl named Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii, and mm-hmm. she wanted to be named, like, Sarah or something. And so the, the, the judge made it so that she could be named sure. Sarah and agreed. If you don't like your name, you should be able to change it. Yeah. But the sure. judge was a piece of shit about it. And I do think that it's like, I do think that when there's judgments made on, made on names, it can be 
from cultural bias. Do you know what I mean? And but also like some of the names were Looney Tunes. Like one of them was Benson and Hedges for twins. So it <laughs> <Yeah>. is like <laughs> like oh. is like that's a very funny name. But I think we, Benson and Hedges probably are going to do great things one day. Yeah. We had a uh, Bananimal write in. She is a teacher. She listened to the Aaron Hayes episode, and we mentioned a bunch of those names. And she is currently teaching twins named Divide and Conquer. Really? Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's real. And to that Bananimal, I, I don't have your name on hand, but I will, I will make it up to you somehow, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I bet people have a lot of fun with twins. Lots of oh, things you can do there. Yeah, yeah, as long as it doesn't rhyme, and it's like, don't dress them alike. Let them give them a chance to be an individual, but mm-hmm. it, it never turns out that way. <laughs> Kurt, do you want to tease us into a little commercial break, Curdy B? I sure do. Uh, shoplifter caught thanks to distinctive "I pooped today" T-shirt he wore <laughs> to go stealing. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're listening to Bananas with Kurt Brownler and Scotty Landis. Our, our guest today is the wonderful Chloe Bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone who, uh, Scotty, yes, I sir. think we're going to have to, I think it's time to talk about the banana phone. Yeah, let's bring up the banana phone. Uh, so uh, Mint Mobile has sponsored us. I don't even know if their ads start running yet. I don't know. Maybe they won't be it. Maybe they just said they're probably. We'll probably Doesn't matter. We got time. the phone. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mint Mobile has given us free service for a year. So now we have a banana phone. Uh, Scotty has it. <laughs> yes. What's the phone number, Scotty? For Great people? question. We'll post keep, it keep, on Instagram. Uh, we'll post it on Instagram. And Scotty, I don't know if you're still up for doing this, but you said that. You would answer the phone and listen to what people had to say for exactly one minute? Yes. So <laughs> uh, I would say we should handle this banana phone from Mint Mobile one way, very specific. Well, two ways. We should leave a voicemail anytime. I'm probably going to turn the phone off when I'm working and that sort of thing. I got what, it. You got, you got the number? I have the number, yeah. Are you guys ready for it? Here's the banana phone phone number. You can call it or text it whenever you want. This is probably a terrible idea. You yep. really shouldn't be doing this. Uh, the number is 213-214-7974. Again, the banana phone is 213-214-7974. Scotty will answer it when he's not working uh, yes. and listen to whatever you have to say for one minute and then hang up on you abruptly. Yes, so it won't be rude. You already know in advance. I will that say is- hello. I will talk to you. I will talk to anybody you hand me the phone. And then I'm going to set an egg timer. And when it dings, I'm just going to push hang up. So It has nothing to do with you. It's just the rules of the banana phone. We only have so many minutes. I mean, it's not. It's our third. It's the banana phone. You can't just have it. Uh, I'll be up all night. It's not like a fire department. Um, 
But also, if you have crazy uh, hometown stories, or if we call out about anything where we're like, tell us about, like a lot of you guys did great sort of first dates or things that happened to you. Those things, if we ever do them for minisodes, feel free to leave voicemails for us. We'll check them as much as we can. And, and text I will them, respond. Text them too. It's a lot easier if you text, text me. I don't. I don't have a number of texts I'll send back. I would say a reasonable amount. Um, and please, uh, no nudity. Uh, let's keep this. Uh, don't take pictures of dead bodies uh, or your toilet. Just let's nude, keep this but, very nude fun. Bananas are fine. Unpeeled bananas, suggestively unpeeled bananas. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. Um, All right. Well, yeah, we have a banana phone. So let's get back into it. I'm very excited about this. I feel so giddy. I feel like. When you first, like, did you guys have your own phone in high school? Chloe, did you have, like, your own phone line in high school? Uh, I had a cell phone. You had a cell phone? No, of course, of course. I'm much (laughs) older than you. (laughs) Yes. We both are. <laughs> no, but text. I didn't have a landline. Ew. Yes. <laughs> Disgusting. You have to stay in one room. <laughs> What's that like? It was a real treat. I'll tell you that. Uh, we would just because voicemail messages were such like a new thing to leave oh, yeah. like a dumb to leave like a dumb outgoing voicemail like answering machine message was uh-huh. ooh that was like a '90s art form I would say yes um, how was when did you how old were you when you got a cell phone this is embarrassing but the fourth grade fourth, fourth grade. grade so that is nine that's young ten. for anyone but i was an only child and had a single mother and she wanted to know where i was at yeah i get it i get <laughs> sure. it 100 percent. but it looked they, like it looked like i was being fancy it was like oh my god chloe has a cell phone was it like they a had, sidekick was it was it a razor no i don't think those existed yet okay it was good. one okay, of those cool. early nokias with the snake on it it was okay. actually a great first phone because there Never isn't broke. much you can do anyway yes kids are going back to it these days it's like i it's like how when i was in college you would get a zach morris phone and it would be like isn't this funny this is an old block brick cell phone and now it's like people get that blue nokia that we all had and it's like you can buy them on ebay right now Oh hell yeah! That's well, awesome. That's I good. We're gonna get we're gonna get Kurt's children phones by first grade. That is a bananas. <laughs> <laughs> they literally they literally have this thing that I'm I think is very funny but also very useful. It's a cell phone for a child, which is just a a square. It's just like a cube that the child that you like clip to the child, and the <laughs> only thing that it can do is can it can call the parent's phone. Uh, oh, wow, that's cool. And it just has one button, and then it's just on speakerphone. <laughs> and right. so you wow. can, like, call the child, and you can track where they are, and, you know, maybe I'll get that. Yeah, that's useful. Olive can have one when she's 18. All right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> just when you want to start tracking her motions. <laughs> just when it's going to be, she would never call me on it. Yeah. It's just a big <laughs> plastic cube she has to carry around all right shoplifter caught thanks to distinctive i pooped today t-shirt he wore (laughs) to go stealing uh this is sent to us uh by copy haste who sends us an enormous amount of stories thank you so much now uh the i poop today is it says i poop today and then it has like a imagine a men's room sign man you know like circle line Mm -hmm. with just his arms up celebrating i'm loving it (laughs) It's very, yeah. 
It's a very bright shirt. It's a very specific shirt. So a shoplifter was caught thanks to a distinctive T-shirt emblazoned with the phrase, I pooped today, he wore on his stealing expeditions. John Hunt admitted (laughs) shoplifting from a Walmart in Wichita Falls, Texas, after police posted surveillance grabs of him stealing with the vulgar T-shirt, prompting one cop to recognize Hunt. Hunt okay. wore the memorable shirt and chatted to store workers uh-huh. while his alleged accomplice, Kevin LaPointe, began to steal. Afterwards, staff flagged up the distinctive item of clothing. Hunt was jailed for nine months Friday for stealing twice from a Walmart store with his booty, including two home security systems worth $600, as well as theft of electricity from a meter. But I don't huh. even know how they got him huh. for that one. Huh. Uh, like a mole person. Like like a mole person, exactly. <laughs> Weirdly, his uh, his accomplished Kevin Lapointe still has charges pending over the same incidents. He was also recognized thanks to the same set of surveillance cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, they just ran away. But anyway, it's yeah. just it's a perfect. They also in their um, in their photos they've put uh, like a sheet around their necks so that you okay. can't see what they're wearing. Is that a thing? I've never even seen that before. Usually you see what the person's wearing. This is maybe because it says I pooped today. They were like, you mean in their mugshots? In their mugshots, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that. They both have oh. like bed sheets wrapped around their neck. It's very weird. Like a like Williamsburg to- hipster in 2006. <laughs> I, um, okay, lessons learned. When you rob a place that has security cameras, maybe just be as inconspicuous as possible. I used to wait tables in Brooklyn and the bar were all retired cops and criminals and they would get hammered and by the end of the night there were some great stories and I used to just ask these older guys I'd be like what what was like what's the dumbest thing you've ever seen and they would tell me these amazing stories but this old cop Bobby retired cop used to be like Scotty if you wear gloves, you're getting away with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he was in the 70s and 80s. But, yeah, he was like, if you, he's like, most criminals don't wear gloves. If you wear gloves, simple. you will get a Yeah, so maybe, wow. maybe, maybe turn that I pooped today shirt inside out and backwards. Maybe. <laughs> God. I also love the irony of somebody, like, the thing he was going to get was security cameras. You would think somebody's yeah. so obsessed with security. Yes. Would yes. Be, uh, he I don't know, a little more interested in things like dressing for the crime, being undercover. Like, I don't know. He was stealing the thing that got him caught, which yeah. is amazing. That is cool. Yeah. What a jerk. Oh, man. I remember once in high school, I, mm-hmm. I went to a Catholic boys' school, CBA, Christian Brothers Academy in Lincroft, oh, yeah. New Jersey. And we had, to, we had a dress code. We had to wear... Uh, it was very strict. It was run by brothers. Uh, oh, like, boy. They, I would call them monks, but l- they're not really monks. But they're just um, dorky. Dorkier than monks, somehow. They are dorkier than monks. <laughs> and, the, and the vice principal was this linebacker, ex-linebacker. He was an ex-Green Bay Packer, oh, wow. I believe. Uh, he was probably six, six, and like... Wow. 350 pounds like he the dude was fucking huge yeah. and he would beat the shit out of students all the time like Whoa. i and he was the I, principal when he was the vice principal was vice oh, sorry, vice principal? school yeah the vice principal was in they're charge the enforcers of the vice principals are tough vice wow. principals are always like the enforcers yeah and it's intense too when this dude is like because i was sick i'm six four i was six four then but very scrawny 
And at one point, like, I remember him picking me up by my shirt and, like, slamming me into a corner and being like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Like, and that was, anyway, this all goes to, because I wore a shirt, we had one day a year Mm -hmm. that we didn't have, it was called, like, Dress Down fucking Friday or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have to wear a shirt and tie. And so I decided that I would wear this, the only rock band t-shirt I'd ever (laughs) purchased, which was from my very first rock and roll show that I ever saw by myself, okay. which was Ned's Atomic Dustbin and <laughs> and Jesus Jones and I think Good. EMF at Monmouth Good. College in 1992 or one. Okay. Uh, and it said, if you miss Ned's Atomic Dustbin, and then on the back it just said, then you fucked up. <laughs> and, <it> just, <laughs> and fucked was like... <laughs> huge across the back and i honestly wore it thinking i could get away with it and within like two minutes of arriving at class like i was up against a locker with like an arm at my throat and then i had to like just wear a a jacket over the shirt the whole day um but i love that that like as a 16 year old i was like i'm totally gonna get away with this Yeah. yeah nobody will even notice Nobody will even notice. I'll just be cool. It was, it was also bright. It was a black shirt and bright neon green. Fucked. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I mean, it at least sounds like a very cool shirt, and I hope you still have it. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know where it is. It's I bet we can find wear. that. That's an Etsy yeah. shirt. We can find that. <laughs> we can dig that up. I love looking up vintage beer shirts and shit. We, we can find that shirt for sure. Um, Let's do we, it. Our school, my high school, banned Big Johnson T-shirts. Chloe, do you even know what that is? Big Johnson. No. Kurt, Kurt, do you know what that is? I remember. It was like it, a, it was kind I, of huge in Maryland for. It some was reason. huge. I was embarrassed for it then. Yeah. So <laughs> weirdly, in the nineties, there were two. There was Coed Naked, and then Big Johnson. Coed Naked would be anything. Coed Naked soccer. Coed Naked baseball. Coed Naked, and it was like a brand, and it kind of. They would have like, um, I think Absolute Vodka was kind of blowing up at the time. So the idea was like it would show like two people naked holding in Maryland the cross sticks. And then it would have some like catchy little under- log lines underneath about like it was naughty. Those got banned. <laughs> and then Big Johnson was a nerdy little uh, dude who apparently had – it was a cartoon character who okay. had a giant penis – and all the ads were like, Big Johnson's Hunting Lodge, Big Johnson's Barn Grill. big." And it wasn't like a business. It was just like a t-shirt oh. spokesperson. Yeah. And then it would be these extremely like cartoonishly busted women like hanging. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then like Big John's. It was like, where's Waldo with a monster cock, basically. And they were like, so those got banned. And people would wear them on the first day of school every year and instantly <laughs> get kicked out. <clears throat> and it was weirdly popular in Maryland. But. At the same time, there was this clique of dudes in my high school. This was like Black Street. That song No Diggity was really yep. popular. And play- Joe Desi and Drew Hill. There were all these sort of – it was like a big explosion of sort of RB and soul, especially in North Baltimore. And there was this group of like white dudes and black dudes that were friends that would wear silk shirts fully unbuttoned. They all had like abs. They were all like shredded dudes. Like super tight, like jeans, but they were just walk down the hall with like flowing open. Never got kicked out of school, never once. Like for some reason in Baltimore, because it didn't have like implying that a nerd had a giant ding dong, yeah, or that us athletic team. 
<laughs> was getting naked together. And so I just remember being like, I don't understand life. I don't understand what this is going to be from here on out. So you so. can't portray nudity on your shirt, no. but you can be actually nude. Yeah, they would just cruise down. The, yeah, just a little bit. Just show a little skin. I was like five four in ninth grade and six two in tenth grade. So like puberty hadn't hit when these guys were walking by me, and I'm like, oh damn, I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> what There's was no like hope the, for me. What was like the breaking the rules thing that happened at your high school, Chloe? Like, thing that, like people would do or they're just like i'm totally gonna get away with this i oh my gosh i don't know uh i i didn't really know those people i was in the show <laughs> choir <laughs> okay <laughs> so i assume okay. they were doing things that i wasn't invited to but show choir is what like s- song and dance it's theater kids yeah it's like glee it's like oh. that whole thing in fact oh. my show choir was in the pilot of glee <laughs> Really? really? I still get, like, the tiniest <laughs> residuals. Like, just the, the s- smallest sliver of residuals from, like, my entire choir being featured in Glee. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's I didn't pretty know funny. that. That's great. Yeah. So, I don't know. Was that a prestigious... I mean, it's Burbank, so you're you're L.A. adjacent. You're right there. So, yes. was it like a thing... Like, you had to audition as, like, a kid? Yeah, we would have auditions every year, and they were fairly competitive. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so fun. <laughs> nice. Because I bet it was so nerve-wracking. I bet you took it so... I remember even doing plays back then. Like, when you're young, you're just like, I want to be great. I want to be great so bad. Yes, it was a big deal what choir you got into. <laughs> way oh, way they- bigger of a deal than it should have been. Because there were four, and you got placed based on how good you were. Oh. So everyone there wanted was to be in four the... Show four choirs? separate is- show choirs, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, so, my God. That level of competition yeah. at, at, for a teenager. With, like, clear tiers. Like, they were called advanced mixed and, 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 like, intermediate mixed and, like, advanced women. And you would get placed based on, like, Ugh, essentially how you did in the audition. It was... Yeah, you know, could be humiliating. Oh my god! If that is that is so much pressure, I yeah. like yes. I'm gonna freak. I am. I would have freaked out. I would have left. I would have left school. <laughs> I can't handle it. I cannot do it. Oh, wow. uh, Scotty, give us another one. Okay, here's a good one that we got sent uh, a lot today. Uh, this one though, first person I saw was Beth, aka C Davids ninety one on Instagram. Thank you for sending this in. This is from the BBC News. We love the BBC News here. Headline goes a little something like this. Man blows up part of house while chasing a fly. (laughs) So, a man has blown up part of his house. Blowing up... (laughs) Blowing up your own house is the funniest thing you could do. I mean, not intentionally, unintentionally. God, that's funny. Okay, so a man has blown up part of his house in France while trying to swat a fly. This one has an ending that I have a comment on as well. The man who is in his 80s. What? Yes. Still hates him after all these years. You think after 80 years, you're like, <laughs> flies exist. I exist. No, nope. I'm going to keep nope. hating him until I die. I know that. I really I think, relate to this man, actually. <laughs> I think as you get older, they annoy you more. <laughs> God. I, well, I hope not. Cause... Yeah, that's not good news for me at all. <laughs> I'll spend a full hour chasing one around my house. <laughs> Well, don't do what he did, which is very bizarre. 
The man who was in his 80s was about to tuck into his dinner. Thank you, Britain. Uh, was about to tuck into his dinner when he became irritated by a fly buzzing around him. He picked up an electric fly swatter and started targeting it. But a gas canister was leaking in his home. A reaction between the vi- device and... Which makes me think he hit it, because I think those things spark when you hit it. Uh, yeah. A reaction between the device and the gas caused an explosion, destroying the kitchen and partly damaging the roof of his home. And I'm Whoa. just going to butcher this French pronunciation, but I'm going to go for it. In his Parcoul Chenaud village. According to local media, the unnamed man had lucky, uh, was lucky to escape, sustaining just a burn on the hand. <laughs> However, the fate of the fly is unknown. The man, this is, this is the best, I know, this is the best sentence in the thing. The man has since checked into a local campsite while his family repair the house. So, you, you know where you go to get away from flies? <laughs> you just go to a, the closest campsite and say, give me the one near the dumpster that's on sale. But yeah, so. Oh, man. Chloe, do you have a fear of flies or do you just hate them? I wouldn't say I'm fearful. I just don't like them just buzzing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a classic, that's yeah. a classic dislike, I think. Yeah, I especially have... when you're trying to eat and they're just like constantly landing on your food. Yeah. And you're like, I was going to eat that bite. I don't want yeah. you also eating that bite. Nightmare. I have one of those electric uh, tennis racket fly swatters as well. And they okay. are absolutely i loved him for so long until you know we couldn't have it around because of the kids because immediately yeah. the kids they'll air just like grab it and just stick their fingers right into it yes. and it can like shock you if you like get it in there okay. it kind of hurts a little bit okay. um but ban i'm not going to use it anymore now i'm all well no you know. no i also I mean, just love to open up all the all the burners on my stove and not light them <laughs> you know that's what i do on fridays for yeah you just air it out a little bit purify the air bit. You're paying for it. Um, I'm paying. It's mine. It's my house. Yeah, oh, this man. Poor this poor guy. man. I know. And it's like, <sighs> it doesn't <laughs> seem like a French story, which is like weird to say, but it's like, I don't know. I, I have a prejudice towards the French that maybe goes in the opposite way of most people. I feel like they're like sophisticated and elegant in a way where I'm like, I can just imagine him swatting this thing like with such beautiful arcs and curves and motions, and then he just chases this fly, and he's probably saying beautiful French things, and then kaboom! <laughs> oh, well. I'm he happy survived. he wasn't hurt. Me too. Just a burned hand. At that age, yeah. a burned hand is He'll it makes right. you feel alive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, they don't bother me so much. They don't really bother me that much. As he's saying this, there's a fly crawling across his eyeball doesn't bother me <laughs> love it i am i embrace the darkness kurtz what you got for us the enduring mystery of calgary's vaseline alley <laughs> okay this i'm is, sorry what now yeah I know, that's exactly. what i'm talking about yeah. that's what i'm talking about this is a beautiful story sent in by Allison uh, on our DMs. It's uh, I love DMs. Allison S at A A Allison. <laughs> anyway, Allison totally S. nailed it. Thank you for sending it in. So the enduring mystery of Calgary's Vaseline Alley. Okay. Uh, for years, a small stretch of road in the northeast has been littered with empty petroleum jelly containers. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is from the B, uh, the CBC, Canada's mm-hmm. BBC, as I mm-hmm. like to call it. It's uh, a little nicer. Drew, Drew Anderson is, uh, thank you so much, Drew. 
Drew Love looks you, like Drew. maybe he has a great mustache. All right. Mm-hmm. A mystery haunts a short stretch of road in northeast Calgary. For years now, the tubs have appeared. Empty containers of Vaseline discarded along 68th Street northeast, just south of 16th Avenue. Crews okay. pick them up. More jars appears. Even Google oh. Street View captured discarded tubs when one of its cars cruised by in May of 2017. Oh. Quote, I've, gotten, I've just gotten so used to it now, it doesn't phase me. It's just there, said Byron Bartley, who lived in the area around 68th Street and Abbotsford Drive for four years. He says the city comes by regularly to pick up the containers, but they're invariably back within two or three days. Quote, sometimes you go two or three months and not see any, and then all of a sudden they'll be all over there again. Really? Uh, so this, like, people were alerted about this because there's been multiple threads on Reddit uh, with people posting about it. And then there's these two guys. Um, Rodell Pick Whoa. has certainly noticed. He mows the grass and picks up litter alongside 68th Street. Uh, almost all the time I've been mowing here for two years, I've seen lots of Vaseline bottles here all around from 16th Avenue to 14th Avenue from Memorial Drive, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he says there's an average of 15 to 20 containers that he picks up each month, and that's just on the side of the road. Obviously, there's a lot of questions. Why Vaseline? Why empty? Why not throw them in the trash? Who uses that much Vaseline? Why only in that one little area? Why over yeah. so many years? And this is the best part of this. Neither Bartley nor Peak have a good explanation for why the popular petroleum jelly is so liberally spread around the area. Quote, maybe lots of people here using Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great explanation. Wow, he really broke it down. That was, that was excellent. <laughs> also, just a note about these Vaseline. These are pristinely clean oh. Vaseline jars. There is no Vaseline in them. It's just... All right. so weird. Ooh, that's <laughs> so not have, easy to do. Th- no, it's not easy to do. They have uh. been thoroughly washed out and then just thrown on the side of the road here. I'm going to have to Google the uses of Vaseline after this because personally, I've had the exact same jar of Vaseline for 15 years. Like It takes <laughs> yeah. forever to go through a tub of Vaseline. What could you possibly be using it for? Yeah, don't do an image search on that Google search. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a bunch of things you don't want to... I, I remember once uh, Google imaging search just for fun. I was like, you know, it's funny. Scooby-Doo porn, that'll be funny. And uh, it's so upsetting. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Oh. It's Scooby-Doo with like a huge... Like human cock. Oh, okay. it's so gross. Super veiny human cock just fucking everybody. I don't know why Scooby Doo has a yeah. human cock, but he does in Scooby Doo porn. Sure. Okay. Um, this happens a lot, Chloe. On this podcast, we cover. There are a lot of like repeat offender leaving things. There was a person that left a lot of A1 bottles in mm-hmm. a library for a long time. There was another one with ketchup bottles, but this actually does happen quite a bit. Huh. This, okay. I wonder if there's, I don't know, but that is, and it's weird that it's in an alley. No, it's, it, and they say it's called Vaseline Alley, but it's actually just the side of a road. It's just like a regular street. Okay. Also strange. And that's, that, it's so strange because it's not even, it's not like an urban place. It's not a place where like, if you wanted to have an effect to people, like for people to see it, it's on the side of like, what seems like a, like a four lane highway. It's, mm-hmm. and, and there's no businesses around. It's just kind of a residential area. There's not even a sidewalk. 
it is a weird place for your fucking Vaseline fetish of throwing them out the window or whatever. I asked yeah. a friend, because I used to race bicycles when I was in high school. So we would do 100-mile rides, road rides, and I would do them a lot by myself. It was really fun. But what I started to notice is uh, there was always one shoe. I would see one yes. shoe on the all side the of the road all the time. And I would think, like, did somebody have... Were they like hanging one foot out the window and a truck passed and it blew their shoe off? Like I've never had shoes fall off in my life, but it would happen a lot. So my friend, this guy, Mike O'Grady, who I haven't seen in years, Mike, if you're listening to this, email me or call the banana phone. Um, but I would, he used to dip his bike tires in Coney Island in the ocean and the Atlantic, and then he would ride to California and dip in the Pacific. And he did this like three times. I love that. That's and cool. I said, yeah, he would cross country bike and he was in his early 20s. And I said, did you see a lot of shoes? He goes, I would see so many solo shoes. And then he goes, the other two things you would see is diapers and bottles of piss. And I'm like, this is like <laughs> the, the, the second two make a lot of sense. Yeah. But just one shoe at a time is the most confusing thing. It was, I would say it was every single time I rode up to like the Pennsylvania border and back, I would see at least two solitary shoes, men's and women's, all sizes, sometimes a flip-flop. Very weird. Very odd. You know, it's actually, the shoe is a nicer version than, I would always see just underwear. Like frozen <laughs> underwear in New York City. And it would always just be like, this is so, it's like so disturbing or so funny. Like, I was yeah. just going to say. Ways. Yeah. It's either super disturbing or it's a very funny story that just happened for underwear to just be here. Yeah. So insane. Ugh. Oh, man. What's the weirdest thing you found on the side of the road, Chloe? I know Come that on, that's Chloe. A give very, us one. That's a very specific uh, setup for you. Well, I'm from New Orleans, so I don't know if the odd things yes. are the odd yes. things or the odd things are the predictable things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything's kind you know. of weird in New Orleans. Yeah, like of course, you know, condoms and. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, lots of piles of puke, but tons of that's puke just normal, there. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love. There is a certain stretch. There's a stretch uh, of the two. Uh, in Los Angeles that starts heading up into the mountains and it's mm-hmm. incredibly picturesque. Like you just start getting up and there's little turnoffs where you can just go and stop your car and look out over all of the mountains and this sure. beautiful view of the LA basin. And there is always a condom just right there. <laughs> and it is like, it is a crazy idea that, it, and it's like kind of a, it's a highway. Do you know what I mean? So it's like cars are zooming past that it's just like, this is the place to get a BJ while looking at a view while giant cars are like screaming along the side of the road. I love it though. I love a, I love a condom in a, in a beautiful place just thrown <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, that really, it sets the mood, you know? Yeah, it's so beautiful. Do we have any more, Scotty? I think we got one more. All right, give it to I'm me. I'm going to do a positive one. Let's end I on love an, it. Let's end on an upbeat and I got this one today just goof, goofing on Reddit as I'm want to do a woman's message in a bottle containing late husband's ashes travels from u.s to spain so this is from timesnownews.com a woman who threw a message in a bottle containing her late husband's ashes at a beach in florida in 2018 was surprised when it was found by a spanish family 
Wow. Actually, yeah, so it's actually, I know that could be, it could go a couple ways, but so this woman, um, I, well, they just wrote the same line again. But so the message traveled all the way from Florida to Spain. Mary Witt from Somerset in Kentucky was on holiday when she visited Daytona Beach in Florida with her family. This was two months after her husband, Jerry, had a sudden demise in 2018. The family did not get on a chance, uh, did not have a chance to go on holiday due to Jerry's work commitments. Quote, whenever it came to anything, his work, his children, his wife, he was always very passionate. We never got to travel because uh, we always worked, Mary said. So on this trip, <clears throat> she this was the first time this nice woman, Mary, ever saw the ocean. She goes to Florida. And when the family was visiting the beach, Mary decided to put her late husband's ashes. He, he died quickly. He, it was an unexpected death. Um, when they were visiting the beach, Mary decided to put her late husband's ashes into a bottle along with a photo and a note. She threw the bottle into the ocean and, quote, I thought this would be a good way to, uh, that he could travel, end quote. Uh, Very aww. sweet. Two years later, so this August 13th, um, Mary received an unexpected email from Spain. The mail was from the Alvarez family and informed her that they found the bottle at Terrazzo Beach on the northwest coast of Spain on August 13th. Mary requested the family to scatter the ashes into the sea, and they obliged. They also sent her a video of the heartwarming moment. This is a very beautiful story. Yeah. Uh, quote, it touched all of our hearts. It's just so heartwarming um, that they were this good to us, and the two families have developed an unexpected friendship. Oh my god. I love that. Isn't that nice? Yes. He got to travel. Yeah. And you know what? He always said what he really wanted to see was to go in circles in the middle of the (laughs) ocean for two years. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Jerry was a bit of a wild card. He loved going to Bush Gardens and just riding that big whitewater rafting tube ride until he puked. So we gave him the next best thing, a free bottle ride to Spain. Oh, man. Pass through it's a few so hurricanes. Sweet. It's such a no, sweet No, it story. is really, really sweet. I, I found that. this because I was looking up Louisiana stuff. I was trying to get some Louisiana news, and honestly, it was all so insane. It was beyond. We try to keep, we keep things light here. Uh, we keep things positive. And the news of the last like two months in Louisiana between hurricanes and everything was so yeah. insane that I found a story about a bottle and then I looked up, started looking bottles, um, like with notes in it. And it, it, there's so many, uh, but this one, yeah, this was from this week. I think that is like, I think it's such like a nice gesture. And this was this woman, Mary's first time seeing the ocean. I mean, that's gotta be mind yeah. blowing. Yeah. Adding that, adding that context really, really made it so much more special. And mm-hmm. also, she has such an overblown idea of what happens when you throw things in the ocean now. <laughs> yes. Honestly. Back, for the yes. most part, it just goes to the bottom of the ocean. Or this to that awesome. giant island of trash. That's what I was imagining. I'm like, when most people th- put bottles in the ocean, isn't that where it ends up? The how island many, of trash? I, the I, island of pollution? Many, <laughs> how many dead spouses are just in that <laughs> island of trash right now? That's Jerry was very luck, very lucky man. I'm yeah. sure Vice is currently making a documentary about <laughs> bottles found floating in the plastic island in the middle of the Pacific. But that is sweet. It's like, 
you know, like I think everybody's changing. We actually had a few stories sent into us about different burials and things like that recently. People like you get buried in a pod and you turn it into a tree or a bush. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. I think that's the one. I, I'm into that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I have... I have half of my mom's ashes literally in a drawer. Like, I'm looking at it. It's like three feet from me. And I've had right, them since she died for, she died three, four years ago. And I just don't know. Like She never where, had any wishes for what she wanted? No, she never did. And I like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I right. could like, you know, I could Let's like. Let's do something. I could do it in like, I don't know, maybe in Asbury Park in New Jersey or like where she used to like to go to the beach or something. Yeah. But I just don't know. I, so I've just been holding on to them. And, and I think when the idea like is right, uh, then I'll do it. Also, I only have half of the ashes because the other half are like in a in a like in the ground, I guess, sure. in New Jersey. Um, so I could also do it at like 10 different places, just a handful here and a handful yeah, there. Take a little vacation, go a bunch yeah. of places. Yeah. This is your traveling pants, man. I'll go with you. Yes. Right. <laughs> let's, let's blow it into the, let's do some stuff. All right. I like that idea. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. She didn't ever like secretly be like skydiving would be fun. Like, was there ever any vacation thing? She wanted to really travel. I mean, she just wanted to travel. Do you know what I mean? And she never even got a chance because she, she, she was still working when she got uh-huh. cancer. So uh-huh. uh, she wanted to go to Alaska. She went to Alaska. Cool. She came back and was like, because she took like a, uh, a, a, a cruise, <laughs> cruise there. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I get it. it cruise, it's a cruise, Mom. And she was just like, yeah, I didn't really like the cruise. Also, it's just very cold. You don't do much. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's Alaska. <laughs> that's Alaska. Also, a lot of fans from Alaska. Why don't, if we ever take uh, bananas up there, do a live show, let's take a little uh, tincture of oh, Barbara's ashes up idea. there. Yeah. Let's go to some really dope spot and, and let oh, her man. rip. Yeah. I, I, let's do Anchorage. And then we can go hang out at Botel. Botel's the best little bar in all of Anchorage. I mean, not Anchorage, Fairbanks. I'm so sorry, Fairbanks. It's the best little bar in all of Fairbanks. Used to be a bo- used to be a bar on a boat. Then the boat sank, and now it's just a bar on the on the <laughs> just on the ground. But they still call it Botel. <laughs> Resilient. I like it. <laughs> Nothing's bringing down this bar. <laughs> Uh, so, Chloe, thank you so much for being on the show. Do you have anything that you want to plug, anything you want to tell us about, and where can we find you, all that sort of shit? Yeah, I'm on the usual social networks, at mm-hmm. Chloe Bridges, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's about it. Just riding out this quarantine until I can do Hell some stuff again. Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Thanks for being on the show, Chloe. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Curdy B. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas.